Hi and welcome to Paul Martin's Catholic Podcast. I'm Paul Martin. I used to be a Presbyterian, then Pentecostal preacher. After studying the Bible and church history afresh, I converted to Catholicism in December 2017. Many years ago, when I was a 19-year-old theological student in the Presbyterian Church, I was away on holidays in New Zealand, and at one particular place, I saw a kingdom hall. So I decided to go and witness to them. And outside the front, I met a young man in a suit, and I said, I'd like to have a talk to someone about the Trinity. He said, And I said, yes. And I said, I've got this book here that you might want to see. And it was a booklet on the Trinity Doctrine. And his eyes went wide with terror when he saw it. And I said, would you like it? No, no, he said. He almost shrieked. It was like he'd jumped out of his skin. And I was a bit stunned. And he said... How about we have a meeting anyway? And I said, no thanks, and I walked off. Because if he was unwilling to even consider my views, it was a waste of time talking to him. You see, they expect us to read their literature, but if they're not willing to read ours, there's not much you can do for people like that. And I wondered what could be done Another occasion, a Jehovah's Witness came to the Presbyterian Church Manse, which is the house where the minister lives, in the hope of converting my father, who was a Presbyterian minister. And he offered her a booklet defending the deity of Christ and the Trinity. It was a very small booklet. And she said, Oh, um... Ooh, ah, uh, ooh, um, uh, I don't, I haven't got any room in my purse to fit it in there, which I thought was pretty pathetic because purse would have been loaded with Watchtower magazines that she would have been busy handing out left, right, and centre. She could have at least just been honest and said, well, no, we're not allowed to read any literature that's contrary to our ideas. This is the thing about the Watchtower Society. If you're a Jehovah's Witness, you have to buy their magazines to hand out to people awake and the Watchtower. You have to buy their literature and hand it out to people. And if people give you a donation, then that money has to be given to the Watchtower Society. In other words, you have to pay to work for them for free. And any money that you're given for distributing that literature, you have to give it back to them. In other words, it's a money-making racket and a scam. That's not the main topic we're going to be looking at today. What we're going to be looking at is false prophecies by the Jehovah's Witnesses. 
A good book to read is by the evangelical apologist Robert Morey, How to Answer a Jehovah's Witness. And there's a lot of literature online that debunks them. When most Christians, Catholic or Protestant, meet Jehovah's Witnesses, they either are unprepared for what to say to these people, or they make the mistake of quoting the Bible to them. Yes, you heard it right, what I just said. I'll say it again. They make the mistake of quoting the Bible to them. You see, I looked at the Jehovah's Witnesses and I thought, okay, what do they believe that is wrong? And they believe a lot of things that's wrong. They think it's a sin to celebrate a birthday. So their children are robbed of birthdays. They think it's pagan to do that, which is stupid. It's not. They think that Christmas and Easter are pagan, so they don't celebrate them. And they don't even celebrate communion. Jesus said in John chapter, He who eats my body and drinks my blood will have eternal life. Well, in the Jehovah's Witnesses, they don't believe in that. Once a year, they have a sort of Passover, in inverted commas, a so-called Passover celebration, where they pass around a cup of wine and they do not drink it they just pass it around which is utterly dumb but the real thing we're looking at here is what are the false prophecies by the Jehovah's Witnesses are they God's witnesses or not well as I was saying I was looking at what's wrong with the Jehovah's Witnesses and I thought there's lots of errors, there's lots of legalistic beliefs, but the most important thing is they deny the Trinity and they deny the deity of Christ. And that's a very serious matter because if God is a Trinity and you deny it, then you don't know the true God. And if God's not a Trinity and we're saying that he is, then we're in the wrong. So we have to ask ourselves are the Jehovah's reliable are they God's prophetic organization like they claim and I'm going to be writing publications from the Watchtower Biotract Society which is based in Brooklyn New York well the Watchtower magazine in March 15 1972 pages 186 to 190 claims that the Watchtower Society is God's representative on earth today, speaking God's will. So that's the claim they make for themselves. They are God's organisation. And if they are God's organisation, we need to make sure that all their prophecies have come true. If they're not, then they're an utterly false organisation. In Zion's Watchtower, Volume 2, Number 5, January 1886, they said that the Battle of Armageddon was beginning. 
in 1886. In their publication, The Time Is at Hand, January 1897, pages 100 to 101, they said that Armageddon would end in 1915. Now this is pretty ridiculous. They said that Armageddon would end this great battle in 1915 with the overthrow of all earthly government. And the day of the Lord, that is the second coming of Christ, would happen in 1915. Well, my friends, for those of you who know history, you'll know that World War I took place from 1914 to 1918. So there was no great war and second coming of Jesus that happened in 1915. In Zion's Watchtower, January the 15th, 1892, on pages 21 to 23, it says that Armageddon would be in October 1914 and Christ would return in 1914. And then they said in the Day of Vengeance, their publication, 1897, pages 620 to 621 they said that 1897 was the end of the gospel age Christ had already returned in 1874 and was establishing his reign and he began reigning in 1878 gosh I'd seriously like to see some evidence that Jesus returned in 1878, 1874 and started reigning in 1878. And then in their publication, The New Creation, 1904, on page 579, they said there would be a time of great troubles from 1910 to 1912 leading to the end times in October 1914. Instead, we had the great time of troubles in 1914 to 18 with the Great War or World War I. And then in their publication, The Time Is at Hand, 1912, on pages 76 to 78, they said in 1914 it would mark the last year of the earth being ruled by imperfect men. My goodness! I'll read that again. In 1914, they said it would be the last year of the earth being ruled by imperfect men. All of God's people would reign in the kingdom of God before the end of 1914 and the full number of Gentiles would be saved in 1914. Well, according to them, tyrants like Adolf Hitler, Joseph Stalin and Holt, who ruled after this time, must have been perfect men, according to this ridiculous false prophecy. And then there's the Watchtower magazine, April the 1st, 1915, 
pages 101 to 102. World War I would end in Armageddon. Well, World War I did not end in Armageddon. It ended with a ceasefire. It ended with peace. The Watchtower, September the 1st, 1916. They claim that the Jewish time of trouble would end in April 1918. And in their book, The Finished Mystery, published in 1917 on pages 484 to 485, that God was with Christendom until 1878 until uh, Charles Taze Russell came along and started his cult. And then God was going to destroy all of the churches in 1918. Well, I'll tell you what, for 2,000 years, the Christ Christendom has believed in the Trinity doctrine. But according to Charles Taze Russell, God was with Christendom until Charles Taze Russell came along and claimed to be God of it. And God did not destroy all the churches in 1918. The Catholic Church is alive and well. So are the Orthodox and Protestant churches. And then in their 1920 publication, Millions Now Living Will Never Die, on pages 88 to 91, they said that the end times would begin in 1925 with the dead being raised to life. So the dead were going to be raised to life in 1925. And of course that never happened, although I'd like to see some historical evidence that the dead were raised in 1925. The Watchtower magazine in January the 1st, 1923, predicted that... In 1925, Christians would have their earthly bodies transformed into heavenly bodies. And in their publication, Creation, 1927, pages 289 to 309, they made several statements and they claim that the second thing of the Lord began in 1874. Then they claim that Satan was ousted from heaven in 1914. I'd like to see some newspaper article that can confirm that. And that Christ started reigning in 1914. I'd like to see some evidence that Christ started reigning in 1914. And then their publication, Life Everlasting, Freedom of the Sons of God, which was published in 1966 on pages 81 and 82. They claim that it had been 6,000 years of man's creation and it was going to end in 1975. And they were claiming that in 1975, there was going to be 1,000 years of peace in the millennium with Christ reigning and all of creation will be set free.
Well, 1975 marked the invasion of North Vietnam to South Vietnam. And then a few years later, the Soviet invasion of Afghanistan and mass death. And millions of people have died since then. And in their publication, Kingdom Ministry, May 1974, page 3, they said it was a very short time left before the end times and Jehovah's Witnesses were being encouraged to sell their homes and property and wait for the world to end. My friends cannot take this ridiculous cult seriously. And there is no justification why anyone should follow an organisation that has made false prophecies. There are some Jehovah's Witnesses who will even admit that they've made false predictions in the past, probably because it's impossible to deny. Here's the facts I've stated. If that's the case, then they have no justification for remaining a Jehovah's Witness. Why would you even want to stay in an organisation? But at the start of this talk, I said something. I said that it was pointless quoting verse by verse with Jehovah's Witnesses. And that's because they are brainwashed. They believe that every other Christian denomination is satanic. They believe that every government on the face of the earth is satanic and evil and so they've been brainwashed to demonize you they've been brainwashed to be afraid of reading any literature critical of the organization so what do you do well if you quote bible verses to them they will use the new world translation which is a false translation a mistranslation that was done anonymously in the 1950s the Jehovah's Witnesses eventually admitted a number of men who worked on it and all but one of them were uneducated so they didn't even know what they were doing in their translation but they did it anonymously because they didn't want to be held accountable and a translation like that can be dismissed. So the question is, how do you win with Jehovah's Witnesses? And the answer is you go for the jugular. You go for their foundation. You destroy their foundation completely. And their foundation is the Watchtower Society. And how do you do it? Well, you do what I've just done. You expose their organisation as false prophets who have misled and deluded them. And you say, there's no way I can trust in an organisation that says Satan was cast out of heaven in 1914 and Christ started reigning in 1878 and uh, the dead were going to be raised in 1925 and then Jesus was going to return in 1975. And once you've shaken and destroyed their confidence in the Watchtower Society, they're more likely to listen to Scripture. And 
then of course they'll still grab their New World translation. Well, that's part of their foundation. You attack that and you say that's worthless. It comes from a group of uneducated anonymous men. It has no value. That's not Holy Scripture. And if I ever find a copy of the New World Translation, I will destroy it. Because it, it's not God's Word. It's a version of God's Word. It dishonours God. It takes away the de deity of Christ. But if you get to Scripture with them, you say to them, Is Jesus God? And they will say, No, he's not God. And then you quote Isaiah 9, 6. It says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. That refers to Jesus. And then they'll say, Yes, he is the Mighty God, but he's not the Almighty God. Now this is rubbish, because in Hebrew it means the same thing, exactly the same thing. But they don't know that. They've got their silly mistranslation. And you then say, well, okay, so you've just said that he's not God. Now you're saying he's the mighty God, but not the almighty God. How many gods are there? And they'll say, well, there's one supreme God, Jehovah, and then there's a lesser God, his son, Jesus. Well, either Jesus is God or not. There is not two gods, there is one God. And they'll ask, where's your evidence for the Trinity doctrine? Well, the, the Bible says there is one God. Deuteronomy 6, verses 4 and 9. And it tells us that the Father is God. It tells us that Jesus is God, Isaiah 9, 6. And it tells us that the Holy Spirit is God. John chapter 4, verse 23 says, God is a spirit. The Holy Spirit is part of God. And 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 1 says, The Spirit expressly says in latter times, The Holy Spirit speaks. I say this because Jehovah's Witnesses think that the Holy Spirit is an impersonal force of energy. Well, how can it be impersonal? How can He, the Holy Spirit, be an impersonal, impersonal force of energy? And in it, when it can speak to us. And in scriptures like Acts 13.35 and Mark chapter 1 verse 24, Jesus is called the Holy One of God or the Holy One of Israel or the Holy One. And that is a term used for God in Psalm 22 verse 3. Psalm 71 verse 20 and Isaiah chapter 43 verse 3 and Isaiah chapter 47 verse 4. So that was a terminology for God that was used for Jesus. Uh, 
Another very good defence of the divinity of Christ is found in Isaiah chapter 6, 1 to 5, where Isaiah saw a vision of God seated upon his throne. John chapter 12, verses 37 to 43, tells that Isaiah was looking at Jesus on the throne. And so the Father is God, the Son is God, the Holy Spirit is God, and there is one God. But are they one person just putting on three different masks? And the answer is no, that's a heresy called modalism. And the scripture does that the Father, Son and Holy Spirit are distinct persons from each other. Matthew chapter 12 verse 31 says that blasphemy against the Father and Son is forgiven, but the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is never forgiven. And in Mark chapter 13... Verses 32, it tells us that only the Father knows when the Son of Man will return. So we can see the Trinity doctrine is based on Scripture. Everything that Jehovah's Witnesses believe is based on a false prophet organisation that has repeatedly lied about the second coming of Jesus and as blasphemously believed they could foretell his coming and it's based upon an anonymous Bible trans mistranslation by this same rotten deceptive organization so I say to you my Catholic and evangelical brothers alike if you want to share your faith with Jehovah's Witnesses, you must first destroy and attack their foundation. And their foundation is the Watchtower Society and the New World Translation of the Bible. Once you have sufficiently attacked that, then they will heed and listen to the other things that you have to say. But you must first destroy their faith in their evil overlord. Thank you for listening. God bless. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.